If you're a fan of beauty dupes and swaps, then stick around for today's episode because we're rounding up some of the best Korean beauty dupes and swaps for popular makeup products in 2024. Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, the founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn and explore the world of Korean skincare and the founder of Korean beauty brand Jellyco. So welcome back to the show. Now, we did do a dupe episode a couple of weeks ago. If you're thinking to yourself, I've already heard this, I am going to skip forward to the next one. This is specifically for makeup products. So the dupe episode that I did a couple of weeks ago was specifically for skincare, but there are so many awesome swaps at the moment in K-beauty land for makeup products that by the time I had sort of put them all together, I thought that this actually warranted its own separate episode. So that's what I decided to do, break them up down into skincare and makeup. So you're not going crazy. You haven't already heard this before, uh, but if you did miss it and you want to go back and listen to it, it was a couple of weeks ago. So without any further ado, let me get into this giant list of swaps that I have for you guys. Uh, One caveat that I always give when we do these episodes is that these are just products that I think are a good swap over. I am not suggesting that any brand has gone out and deliberately tried to copy, steal, um, anything shady. Like it's a natural thing that when you're releasing products to the market, people start to compare them and go, well, is this similar to anything else that already exists? So that's really the purpose of this episode. No shade to any of the brands that are mentioned. Uh, And, you know, if one of your favorite products happens to be on here and you're like, how dare you? I apologize in advance. These are just some ones that I honestly think are have similar crossovers and that people that like one will probably like the other. So with that out of the way, let us jump in to uh, a really, really great swap that I've actually been loving using in my routine at the moment. And that is a swap for Dior Addicts Lip Maximizer Gloss in the shade 002 opal and the product that i have for you as a crossover is roman's glasting water gloss in shade double zero meteor track now because we're talking about makeup uh and a lot of the time shades come into it don't worry about like writing all of this down i do have it in the show notes and i sit there and tediously write them out every single week so if you're looking for them you can scroll down a short way in your podcast app if you're listening on like spotify or something like that. And I will actually have a link there to the show notes. You can click on that and I will have links to all of the products in there so that you don't need to, um, you know, stress if you're just listening casually when you're out and about and you're like, oh, I actually am interested in that one. Go and check the show notes. So uh, this product I actually did recently buy myself because I heard so much about it and it's totally my kind of gem. It's like shimmery, holographic, And that is the kind of look that I sometimes feel like doing on my lips. So they're both extremely popular. Obviously, Dior Addict is extremely expensive product because it's a luxury product. But I really feel like in terms of the hydrating, uh, the volume boosting, the fact that 
uh, you get a very similar finish with both of them, that really just intense, shimmery, holographic look, and that you can use them in very similar ways. I honestly think these are a great swap if you are trying to save on a little bit of money. Now, I know one of the things that Dior is really famous for is the beautiful cases uh, that their makeup products come in, but honestly, the Romand gloss, the Glasting Water gloss, is gorgeous. It's really, really pretty. In fact, the only, I guess, bugbear I have with this product in general is when you're using these kind of um, products that are often designed to be layered over the top of your different lip tints and whatnot, you probably already know that because it's really clear, they, you know, the, the, um, the liquid itself, you cannot just keep reusing the, um, the brush that it comes with over and over again because it gets really manky and then the whole thing starts looking disgusting. So that's the only issue I have with these types of glosses and it's unavoidable because they're clear. So what I normally do is I don't apply it directly to my lips. I pretend like it's a tester in a store and I just take it out and apply a little bit on my hand and then rub it over my lips. And that's because one of the ways I really love using this is actually to layer it. So what I normally do, my combination at the moment that I've got in my handbag is I do our lip mask, the Gelato um, Glaze Lip Mask, Jellico's Lip Mask first. And that's because my lips get really, really dry. And when they get dry, they can get flaky. And what I find is that any lip products I apply after that just don't look as good. They kind of accentuate the dry patches in my lips uh, and start to go ball a bit in the corners. If you have really dry lips, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you're probably like, ew. And yeah, it is gross. <laughs> Hence, I use a lip mask. Then what I do is put my lip tint shade on that I actually want to wear for the day. Uh, and I've got a couple that I'm really loving at the moment in from Roman's collection. Put on the shade and then put this one on over the top. So the Glasting Water Gloss in Meteor Track over the top. And honestly, it just gives such a really cool look. It's the kind of thing that I feel like makeup artists manage to achieve with their lip looks. And I am by no means a makeup artist, particularly now, ever since COVID and the pandemic, I just... I'm a sloppy makeup person. Like, I very rarely wear it. I don't have time often in the mornings uh, just because I've got too much going on. So when I'm doing my makeup, I want to make sure it looks good. And I feel like that combination of those three is really, really, really uh, pretty, which is the kind of lip look that I like. So if you do need to maybe cut down on expenses or you're just looking for a bit of a swap for your Dior Addict Lip Maximizer, then that is the one I I would suggest. I honestly really love it and I think it looks quite similar too. Now the next one I have for you is a swap for Rare Beauty. So Rare Beauty is Selena Gomez's line and she actually manufactures quite a few of her products here in Korea which is why there are often some good K-beauty swaps for the products. Um, now I'm not sure exactly which factory she manufactures it at but you know considering it's a pretty big brand you would imagine one of the bigger manufacturers. So this swap that I have for you is a swap for her soft pinch liquid blush in the shade Bliss and the swap is a Pure's Juicy Pung Blusher in PK03 which is 
guava. So we're talking about liquid blushes, and both of these are a really soft baby pink color. Uh, they come in transparent glass packaging, and they do have minor differences, I think. Uh, so, for example, the Rare Beauty one is more of a matte finish, whereas the Apure one is a bit more of a shimmery finish. But if you're looking for that soft baby pink color, I think this is a really good match. Uh, they... Both of them are a very weightless look, so they're easy to blend as well. And they just give you like this gentle flush. That's what I would describe it as. Now, the Apure one does come with a brush applicator, whereas Rare Beauty has a doe foot applicator, but like that's much of a muchness. The other thing I really love about the Apure ones is how easy they are to blend, which means they're very good for beginners or people that just like often end up looking like a clown <laughs> if you're left to your own devices because you can blend this you can do multiple layers it's very forgiving so I honestly think these are pretty similar like if you have a look at photos of the two of them next to each other I think you'd be like yeah that's a, a pretty decent swap over there are minor differences but there are also minor differences in the price as well so if you really do love the rare beauty one and you're looking for something similar I think you will probably be pretty happy with the Apure uh, Juicy Punk Blusher. Now, if you do like the show and you want to support us, just a reminder that you can actually buy your Korean beauty products from us. Uh, a couple of different places you can do that, stylestory.com.au, where we sell a whole range of different brands and products. Jellyco is available on Style Story, or you can purchase directly from us, jellyco.com. And we also are increasing our range of Jellyco products on Amazon as well. So we're available on Amazon in the States. And we've also just joined Amazon in Australia as well. And you'll be buying directly from us. So there's no, it's not fulfilled by Amazon. So it doesn't go into like the general pile. There is no other distributor for us on Amazon. It's just us. Uh, so you'll be getting genuine products. You don't have to worry about that. Um, so yeah, just a little reminder in case you're wondering where you can find these products. You can find uh Obviously not the rare beauty or whatnot, but uh, a pure you can find uh, on Style Story, Remand as well. Uh, so yeah, let me get on to the next one. And this is a swap that is probably more relevant for the people in the US because you will have access to both of these products. And that is Glow Recipes Sunscreen. So they're one that has niacinamide and hyaluronic acid in it. And the swap I have for you is Hamish's Artless Glow Base. So the Glow Recipe Sunscreen it's not available everywhere because it is um, uh, because of the sunscreen regulations. So, for example, I don't believe it's available for purchase in Australia. It uh, complies with the FDA regulations, the US FDA regulations. So, I guess what that means is naturally they're using old older filters uh, because that's all that is approved in the US. The US is quite behind, really, with the kind of filters that they're using. However, this is SPF 50 and it's a good option to hydrate give your skin a little bit of a glow and then it's also got skincare ingredients in it as well so it's got your, your niacinamide hyaluronic acid aloe uh, so I know a lot of people really like that one because it does give you that nice glowy base 
So Hamish's Artless Glow Base, I think, is is a good swap for that. Now, there are differences, and that is that, in my personal opinion, Hamish's product really should only be used as a primer uh, and one that contains sunscreen. I would not be suggesting to use this as a standalone sunscreen, and there are a couple of reasons for that. I think you know, the marketing has changed for this over the years. When it was first launched, it was definitely being marketed as a tone-up cream, which is a base product. And even in Korean, if you have a look on their Korean website, they describe it as like a tone-up base or guangte base, which is uh, glowy. Glowy is like a, a look to the skin. It's a very popular look. And so it's basically designed to give you that pearlescent pink finish that is really popular in a lot of Korean tone-up creams. And it has a formula a little bit like a serum. Now, the reason I say to use this as a primer and not as a sunscreen is for a couple of reasons. One is because of the amount that you'll apply. Um, I think if you're using it as a sunscreen, I just don't know that you're likely to get the stated level of protection if you are planning to layer it under makeup. Uh, You guys know how much sunscreen you need to use and sunscreen and makeup the way we apply makeup ends up just being very, very different. You apply a lot lot less. And I think you're also less likely to reapply it as well. The other thing is that the UVA protection likely is going to fall short of what you will need. And the reason is that this product is a U, uh, is a PA++. So what that usually equates to is between an 8 to a 16 in UVA PF. So UVA is a huge factor with your hyperpigmentation, melasma, general aging of the skin. Uh, where uh, And so even though they are advertising this as SPF 50+, for example... For an SPF 50 plus sunscreen in the EU or Australia, you're looking at a minimum UVA PF of about 20. So 8 to 16 is just by no means the same. It's a lot, lot less. So that's why I would suggest think of this more like a primer, one that gives you a really, really nice base for your makeup and it gives you that look that you like, but I would probably still be wearing a sunscreen with it. That's just my honest opinion. So I think these products are, you know, they'll give you a really nice similar finish to your skin, but I would probably be a little bit more cautious about using the Hamish one as your standalone sunscreen. That That's the only thing that I would say. But in terms of if you like the finish, the look and all of that that they give you, then I think you'll be happy with them as a general swap. The other thing is that uh, the Hamish one is not going to be waterproof or sweat resistant, which is the kind of thing that you know a lot of people expect in their sunscreen, particularly depending on your climate as well. Uh, so there you go. Hopefully that is, uh, you know, a, a useful one for a lot of people. I know that the um, the Glow Recipe one does actually provide you with broad spectrum protection and it has a blend of mineral and chemical sunscreens as well. Uh, so try that one out if you're a fan of either one and let me know if you think that that is actually a good swap. Now, the next one I have is for my oily skin friends, and this is a swap for Huda Beauty's Easy Bake Loose Powder. Uh, and this one is a really, really popular at Sephora. It has sold out multiple times. It's basically a good product to smooth your complexion. 
uh, and to take care of shine. So it's designed to soak up sebum and just get rid of that shiny look that you often get left with. Now, the, the swap that I have for you with this one is Innisfree's No Sebum Mineral Powder. And honestly, this one is a cult product in its own right. It has been for years. It's really cheap and cheerful considering the price that you're paying for it. It's like I'm pretty sure on our website it's like 12 or 14 Australian dollars, which is under 10 in US dollars. It's really cheap. Uh, and one of the reasons that this product I think is so popular, obviously it gives you that really nice finish. You can use it as a setting powder in, in, in place of blotting powder to mattify the complexion. Some people even like to use it as a dry shampoo uh, to just blend away any oily oiliness in your roots now because i have the opposite problem my skin is really dry this is not the kind of product that i would regularly use but the reason that this product is i i would say um, a bit of a standout on the k-beauty market is just because it's surprisingly difficult to find loose powders uh, mineral powders powder packs and all of that sort of thing and that's just because of how much the uh, dewy look is prized in k-beauty i think it also has a lot to do with the fact that you know in winter here particularly in winter I don't know how many people would need to set their makeup with powders it's really more of a summer thing and because Innisfree is obviously exporting a lot of their products overseas I think this is the kind of thing that they have developed probably more for the overseas market although it is extremely popular in Korea it's just not a kind of product that you can find very easily and that's something that a lot of people it's a bit of a head scratcher for them if they come to Korea they're like oh you know I need to pick up a loose powder like what do they have available in Korea and it's like actually not that many options and even less options that are really as popular as this product is so it's quite a unique product in that respect and also the price is just unbeatable so if you are looking for a good option you know loose powders can get really expensive that's the other thing I know I think I picked up the last one I picked up when I was overseas was the rare beauty one and that one was not cheap so if you can find something that works really well that doesn't cost a fortune that's a win in my book so try that one out if you do have oily skin I think you may enjoy it the next one I have for you is a swap for it or it cosmetics cc cream and this is the oil-free matte version with spf 40 plus now I don't know if this is current still the case but I know in the past uh, it cosmetics did actually manufacture a lot of their BB creams in Korea uh, so again if you like that Korean BB cream look a lot of people found that you know they enjoyed those BB creams as well so the swap that I have for you for that one is Misha's Imperfect Cover BB Cream. That is a cult favorite product. But I do think that if you like the oil-free version of the It Cosmetics, you will probably like the Misha one as well. And as you would expect with a Korean BB Cream, the skin the ingredients list on the Misha product literally reads like a skincare product it's got glycerin squalane ceramide sodium hyaluronate adenosine lots and lots of good things in there and even though I know this is not saying much but considering it's a Korean BB cream it actually has a decent ish shade range <laughs> for a Korean BB cream I think it comes in about seven different shades which I know that sounds crazy to a lot of our listeners but believe me that is a lot more than you get in most ranges um, you know there are exceptions particularly there are some companies at the moment that are doing like um, 
a personalized shade match. So they obviously have a lot more shades available than that. But if you are shopping here in Korea, you will notice that most BB uh, products, BB cushions and creams come in two, maybe three shades. So if you've got seven, that's like at least double that. Uh, So look, I know it's not really up to scratch uh, compared to a lot of what the Western brands are doing. But, you know, I just don't think a lot of Korean companies can honestly make that kind of a shade range work in terms of profit, uh, just considering who their, their, their main market is and the fact that so many people here are a similar shade. Now, that's not the case for everyone. Some of my friends here are definitely a lot darker and, you know, they complain about that and basically say, I have to go to Sephora because that's the only place that I can get like the darker shade range. You know, tanning is definitely in among some people in Korea and Koreans can get unbelievable tans honestly like I am very very jealous as an extremely white-skinned Australian who has made fun of my whole life for how pale I am all I ever wanted to do when I was growing up was get a beautiful tan and some of my Korean friends get the best tans ever and I'm like oh god I'm so jealous and they're like no we want to be more pale and I'm like why (laughs) my whole life I've heard oh you look sick are you feeling okay like if you go without makeup as a really pale person people think you're on your deathbed Uh, but anyway that is a tangent so if I to say that Misha does have a slightly bigger shade range than other Korean brands have. Uh, And hopefully, if you are a fan of the oil-free version of Cosmetic CC Cream, you will also enjoy Misha's product as well. And I'll have links to that in the show notes. Now, another one, uh, another soft that I have for you that hopefully some of you will enjoy is for Charlotte Tilbury's Pillow Talk Lipstick. Literally a viral product. Uh, a lot of people say it is one of the best shades of nude ever. People have said it's the perfect shade of nude. So the dupe that I have come across that I think you will not be unhappy with is Perry Perra's Ink Velvet in Bouquet Nude. Uh, and it is literally a fraction of the price. Perry Perra's Ink Velvet line in general is extremely popular in Korea. Uh, and you'll often see one of them at the top of um you know the the bestsellers list or the recommended list it's just one of those ones that is very very popular and the best thing about the ink ones the ink velvet line is the staying power on them they really do have a lot longer staying power than some of the more watery style tints is what i would say so if you're looking for a nude you're on a bit of a budget um or you know you're just looking to save a little bit of money try that one out and see um, I'm not going to say they're exactly the same, but I honestly think they are pretty similar. So if you're on the lookout for something like that, that one might be up your alley. Now, the next one is a Fenty Beauty swap that I have for you. And this is for Fenty Beauty's Poutsicle Hydrating Lip Stain in Mai Tai. And the swap is Roman's Dewyful Water Tint in shade 6, which is Tulian. So Fenty Beauty, obviously extremely popular, uh, but I think both of these products will appeal to a similar crowd, and that is people that like long-wearing, smooth-textured, like that sleek glossiness that you get on your lips. Now, the good thing is with the Romand ones, you can build them up, so you can keep layering it to get sort of a more impactful tint. 
and it doesn't ever feel sticky. So Romand is literally the, the the king or queen, I don't know what you want to call it, of tints, really, lip tints in Korea. Uh, and they just keep releasing more and more variations on their tints. So they've got so many different colors and they've got so many different finishes as well. So if you do like the Fenty Beauty one, try that one out. You will probably enjoy major savings and hopefully you'll really like the color as well. So I have one final swap, two products. So it is a swap in this case for Rare Beauty's Warm Wishes Effortless Bronzer Stick. And the swap that I have for you is Etude House's Play 101 Stick Contour Duo. So basically a bronzer stick. So amazing product for anyone that likes just that like sun-kissed or warmer look to the skin and you know contouring products in general I feel like they are a newer addition to Korean beauty uh, compared to say 10 years ago I, th- I feel like contouring has really really come a long way one of the, the I'm pretty sure the number one selling product in Korea for contouring at the moment is uh, too cool for schools contour palette uh, that product has been around forever and it gives you three different shades to play with uh, and that that product really sort of set contouring the contouring train in motion I feel like so this one the Etude House one is basically the same kind of thing except it's a creamy stick so it's used to create dimensions to your face you can kind of um, blend it out as well so it's got two shades in it it's got a medium brown contour shade and then the pearl highlight shade so very easy to use very blendable very forgiving for beginners which is a big thing with contouring particularly if you're not a makeup artist um, I have found for myself personally that the powders do not do me any much justice a lot of the time so a cream uh, contour is definitely the way that I go and I feel like now that I've found one that works for me I can finally understand what it is all about but when I was trying to play around with powders this is just me personally I'm a bit of a dunce with makeup so don't take this as gospel but I found like I looked like I got punched in the face or like I just didn't have the right shade on you know like I had the wrong foundation shade and hadn't blended it out properly but for whatever reason creamy contours just work better for me so this is just a really good one Etude is obviously the um, one of the junior lines for um, you know women in their teens and 20s is really who uh, they're targeting with Etude's line but you know plenty of people use contour sticks if you're after something that is going to be a little bit cheaper uh, then that might be a swap to look into particularly I know like Rare Beauty the prices do get a little bit up there if you absolutely love it then you know obviously <laughs> keep keep playing but if you are looking for something similar but a little bit you know at the lower end of the market this is one that I would suggest for you so look I hope I've given you a whole range of different ones we've got some uh, blush swaps in there we have a few tint swaps we've got a sunscreen slash primer swap a BB swap I'm sure there are products that I've missed out on I was trying to think and I was like going through everything that I could think of if I have missed something let me know uh, you can find me on Instagram I am at lauren.kbeauty if you've tried any of these already please let me know what you think again I feel like with any conversation with dupes it's always 
I don't know, like some people will be like, oh, yes, it's, it's a really good swap. And then other people are like, nothing will replace the original for me. So I think it really does depend on which side of the, the camp that you end up lying on. But for a lot of products, I just think that you can achieve at least similar results with a different product. Like it doesn't have to be that exact product. And makeup, honestly, I feel like it's getting really expensive these days, um, particularly in Western countries, I mean, I'm hearing more and more Americans complain about the cost of makeup and Australians. It's just like on another level altogether. Like everything in Australia is expensive, uh, but makeup in particular is getting quite crazy. Like there's one Australian brand at the moment that, speaking of dupes, that does a lot of dupes for lots and lots of different products. And the, probably the number one criticism that I hear of them, apart from the fact that a lot of their dupes are very blatant, it seems, uh, is just that the price, considering that they're dupes, the price is not exactly dupe pricing. But I know that like cost of living pressures are, you know, are affecting a lot of different people and a lot of companies have had to raise their prices, including K-beauty companies. They're not immune from this, but I just think they're a little bit cheaper to start with uh, because Korea is such a manufacturing hub. So if you are on the lookout for something, you know, same, same, but different, a little bit similar, then check out some of these. Let me know what you think. I'm going to finish today's episode here, uh, but I will be back in your ears shortly. So in the meantime, make sure that you stay subscribed. Uh, if you have the t- time chance, if you could be bothered, I would absolutely love it if you could give us a rating or review as well. All right. Until next time, I will see you on Style Story. Bye.